Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast Fall Break as we're wrapping up here nearing semester two. And what better way to celebrate than to drag George up into space. <laughs> into space? Pigs space. in space. I'm Dan, hosting this uh, amalgamation of silly and also studious movie watching. I'm George, and I am studiously watching all of the movies. And I'm Travis, and I can't believe I watched half of these movies. <laughs> Again. <laughs> He's going to cut that out. It's, <laughs> no, he won't. It's, it, that's staying in. It's been a uh, recent tradition on the fall break editions of these shows to just let George hammer us with love and or hatred via his notes. George, yeah. do you have notes tonight? I do. Uh, Jason X. Glad to see Jason got the hell out of hell. Not going to lie, I was concerned. I like the way this Jason looks. Opening scene effects are real good. I like that they address Jason immediately healing or Jason's immediately healing shoulder from part two slash three with one line of dialogue. Only took them seven movies. I roll. Cryogenic suspension tank leaks and initiates a lockdown, but doesn't shut off. Okay. Mm. In the year 2455, they're still giving their computers voice commands. It makes me think of Neuralink and how directly linking computers to the brain wasn't even on their radar. Mm. Best line of the movie so far, damn it, I need money. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody do the math and tell me what 500K is worth in the year 2455. (laughs) About 10 bucks. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Okay, so we're getting to the end here. Uh, She went full Tomb Raider on him, meaning, you know what I mean, on Jason. Whatever that droid chick's name was. I call her She-3PO. <laughs> oh, you know what I forgot to write down? <laughs> How ridiculous the uh, the her fake nipples were. That was hilarious. But they fell off, which yeah. is funny. Yeah, they I fell off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's part That's of like it. how they introduced that she wasn't right, real. Right, right, <laughs> That was hilarious. Okay, keep going. Um, <laughs> George, George was like... Mm, boobies. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, what? Oh, God. Okay. I do not like Resurrected Jason. Uh, new best line. Jason fucking Voorhees, that's what's going on. <laughs> okay. Enter Dan's laugh. Somebody put on a sweater, Jesus. <laughs> The simulation is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> um, why did their ship explode again? Which one? The like the w- big ship, like the whole ship. Like they it, drove right through it. <laughs> no, but like, why did it explode? Like, how did they get forty-five minutes before it exploded? I don't know. I just missed that part. Right. But I'm sure there's a good reason. I roll. Okay. Um, <laughs> A decent way to end it, I guess. Interesting movie, I guess, but not really a Jason movie. Wow. I don't know. He's already an expert. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, it's not a Jason movie. It's it's like sci- It's like Jason meets Star Trek meets The Matrix. Hmm. My only note, that if they're going to steal the entire storyline of all the Aliens movies, they should at least 
do them well. Mm. But it was fun. I mean, it was 90s fun, I guess, before everybody got serious. Uh, it's been a while since I saw any of the Alien or Aliens mm. movies. But I'm just I I get what you're saying though. If they would have taken the idea seriously and not, I mean, it's pretty much satire, in a way. Yeah, I um, suppose. It's almost like watching an airplane movie. <laughs> uh, I was looking for Leslie Nielsen a few times, but um, yeah, I, I was just sitting there thinking like, all these ideas, if taken seriously, could have really made a really cool, scary movie in space. Now, going into space is stupid anyway. But at least take it seriously, and then it becomes alien in a way. Yeah. And you can really play with it and do the things you want to do with the character and make it menacing, make it scary, make it suspenseful. Yeah. Instead, they went the opposite way. Right, but that's like kind of what I'm saying about like how this is an adjacent movie. Like, If you make the villain anything but Jason... It totally works. Right. The reason why this doesn't really work is because it's Jason. And the main girl, the is is there a reason why they didn't just hire Olivia Munn? Like she looks like Olivia Munn's clone, but she must have been cheaper. <laughs> well, Olivia Munn was probably like fourteen. Oh, yeah. she was probably ten. Yeah, but she uh, was probably young. The the Holy two crap. actresses were flip flopped on some sci fi show. Mm-hmm. The robot lady in this was a human, and the human in this was a robot. Gotcha. So it's an inside joke for all those dedicated fans of Andromeda. Mm. I am not a fan. I don't watch sci fi, but so imagine how I like this movie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> now you said you liked the Jason look. I like the Jason look in the beginning when he's all chained up. I enjoyed it other than the fact, like, I remember it bothered me back then, too. I didn't like how stylized it was, how it looked like it was sculpted with a nose and stuff. I That bothered me, and I didn't like seeing his hair. I didn't like the hair. That gave me a negative feeling. Yeah, it was like, it, you could tell it was Kane Hodder's hair. You could tell, even though it was an appliance, which didn't make sense to me. Like, they, they made a fake appliance of Kane Hodder's uh, mullet. So Jason kind of had a mullet, but it wasn't Kane's hair, but it was made to look like Kane's hair. It was like, I was, it bothered me. Mathematically, like, though, if Jason were a real person, good chance he has a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> he is represented well by a mullet. But I think the bald head makes him look more scary and menacing. So the hair kind of threw me off. It looked like a, an uncle wearing a Halloween mask. Yeah, I noticed that too, and... And I kind of felt the same way, like, oh, that that looks weird. Like, it looks like not Jason. Mm. But then I just kind of, like, opened my mind, and I was like, well, is it just because all the other Jasons didn't have hair? And, Mm. like, did I really like the way those Jasons looked? So I'm like, I like the way this Jason looks. I mean, it it may look different. It may be stylized. He may have hair on his head. I like the way it looks. Yeah. So a uh, theoretical question for George, the expert on Jason's hair. (laughs) Yeah. Who cuts Jason's hair? <laughs> His brother Mason. <laughs> Let's Tom, see. Tommy Jason. Who cuts Jason's hair? Tammy Jason. Tammy Jason. Which <laughs> is funny. It's funny. It's my hairdresser's <laughs> name. It's your hairdresser's name. <laughs> Tammy. Tammy. Tammy Jason. Yeah, I really, like, when I was watching, I was like, if they went and they got David Fincher to make this movie. It's a great name. Yeah, but I mean, he 
He made he made uh, Alien Three, and it was before he made Seven, and he was nobody. And I pictured the Alien Three tone. You have I don't know if you've seen that, but it just has like that dirty, gritty space. You know, everything's kind of filthy. It's not like Star Trek clean. Mm. And that was the the tone in Alien, where it's just like these are oil workers, and they just kind of it's just very gritty. If they would have taken that grittiness, taken out the stupid humor. And wait, wait, wait! You wait. When was their stupid humor? <laughs> From beginning to end, <laughs> it was just very tongue in cheek. What? Yeah, I mean, it man, it took it. Man, you're so you're so screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh. That was a cool effect, though. What's that? I like that kill uh, when he fell on the screw. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, There's just so much that made my eyes roll, but I was sitting there watching it going, man, if they would have just taken this seriously, it would have been a really good idea. Like, have the people go to Earth, do the whole thing, not find Jason Cryode, but maybe find take soil samples not realizing they're in Crystal Lake area, they take soil samples from what used to be a dried up lake and they get the DNA of Jason and it's a whole, uh, when they bring it on board, then they do this whole experiment thing where they're, they actually regenerate him. Yeah. That would have been so much more believable. It would have been like almost like Venom kind of symbiote kind of thing mm-hmm. where he's, they don't know what they're dealing with because they haven't seen it yet. And it's just, they, they created it from the DNA in the dirt, they didn't even realize it, and it's him. And mm-hmm. then he looks completely different because he's a... They should do it with the DNA from a fossilized mosquito. <laughs> that would be a good, yeah, uh, believable way. Cue the uh, Jurassic Park music. For it to happen. Yeah. No, but that would be no, a I agree. more uh, believable. I believed it when I watched Jurassic Park. Yeah. So yeah. Jason X would be worse if you did. Because I I love the whole claustrophobia of, and they kind of got rid of that. Like they made the ship very Star Star Trekish, mm-hmm. so it takes away the scariness of it. Space. Yeah. I mean, it almost was like they were in in a five star hotel, and it was just very beautiful and very open, not claustrophobic at all. There's really no danger there. Everybody's funny. Everybody, well, trying to be funny. The teachers kind of like, I don't know. To me, it was just so, it was almost like watching a parody of a scary movie way before the Waynes brothers made it. Mm. Do you think that they were trying to make a parody? Or it just just happened that way? I think they were just kind of doing it tongue in cheek. They're like, oh, they probably built the whole movie around the fact that wouldn't it be cool if we had a simulator and we put Jason in the simulator and we made him think he was at the camp, but he wasn't. To be fair, that's the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. is. They yeah. built also, the whole movie around that. Counterpoint to my earlier Jurassic Park statement, you could argue that uh, uh, Jason uh, finds a way. Jason finds a way. So there. There you go. Jason. Finds a way. That's fine. Yeah. I think it would have been better if he found a way from DNA, though. Jason Rassic Park. Yeah. Or just like a, a cadaver. Like, I don't know. I just, the, the whole Frozen thing, I was just like, eh. 
Jesus, you know what I Jason knew Keed. that I wasn't going to have any fun today? I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Do you know the moment that it hit me? Oh, this is going to be more of a chore than I remember. <laughs> Opening scene, like credits, like pre-movie credits. You've got the spawn quality CGI of hell, mm. I guess, for some reason. And a Home Alone inspired score. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. And all right. <laughs> but I remember watching the beginning and not feeling bad about it. Like back when I first saw this, I was like, "Oh, because in the commercial they kind of rev- they did all the reveals in the commercial in the trailer, so you know there's two Jasons in the movie. There's an upgrade. Mm-hmm. You know all that from the trailer, so nothing's a spoiler. That's Uber Jason. Yeah, you get the Uber Jason in the trailer, so you already know. Uh, and then they foreshadow it like three times with the kid getting his arm cut off and the nanotech or the ants or whatever the hell that they had were rebuilding the body. So you already know, oh, that's how it happens. Like there was no surprise to any of it, which mm. is they don't care. They were just going to make money. I think it's funny that like even when Jason is frozen solid, he can still take someone's arm off with his machete. Yes, that was funny. Yeah. And it was the biggest douche of the group. Like... He's inanimate, completely inanimate, and he's still stabbing motherfuckers. <laughs> stabbing. <laughs> I mean, it's more of a slash, but I'll yeah, give whatever. You yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's still it. slashing motherfuckers. I actually, I like the redundant freezing room mechanism to get mm. the survivor to be frozen with him. Yeah, it was cool. Of all the things in the movie, I liked that part. I was like, you know what? That's clever enough. I'm gonna give it a give it a pass. Since they did it, I was fine with it. Like, I wasn't like. Oh, that's so stupid. But then after watching it recently, you know, being a lot older and a lot of ideas while watching it, I started like thinking, oh, there's different things they could have done. But then again, it didn't matter because they weren't going that route. They weren't trying to be serious. They weren't trying to be splice or species was another one. Like the whole the whole scientific angle would have been cool because you have a spaceship. You're going to have scientists on the spaceship. But no, they're just a bunch of students. You know, come Mm. to think of it. Forget Freddy versus Jason. I want species versus Jason. Mm. That really, I think, would that would please the fans. I think <laughs> that'd be good. And she's a chick, so... I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Ooh, season three. Yeah, species is good. Wait, you have, like, all of season two planned out already? Pretty much. Wow. <laughs> We're just about there, bro. We're almost ready to share. Wow, Ooh. you guys you guys are, like, world's best teachers you get like she got an award or something. You gotta have a curriculum and a syllabus. <laughs> syllabus. Yep. You need a syllabus full of sibilance. <laughs> sibilance and syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> Season four. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get the beans above the Frank? Uh oh. It's that kind of movie. <laughs> you know, it's a fun movie. I, I did have it fun, is fun watching it today. It reminds me very much of a made-for-sci-fi channel quality yeah. movie, though. I mean, it doesn't... In in no way should this have been shown in theaters. No, nah, this should have been straight to video. It's almost like a Roger Corman-type movie, which George has no idea what that is, but... No, I'm no, I'm still pouring my beer in Yeah, there. like Roger Corman was notorious for making low-budget sci-fi horror movies that were just like guy in a suit. You tell, You can just tell... There's that he doesn't care. Were the effects in this bad? No, the effects were great. Yeah, I don't think they were bad at all. Yeah, mm. ish. 
I mean, well, I shouldn't say great, but they were good. They were good. They were they were good. I think the frozen Jason could have been done better. How about the chick getting sucked through the hole? That was cool. Through the grate. Now, what year did this come out? This came out before Alien Resurrection, I believe, right? I don't know when Alien Resurrection came out. Yeah, it's around close to the same time, but I think this came out before. This came out in April of 02, but I think it was done like 18 months before that, maybe two years before that, and then it sat on a shelf and ended up getting torrented by the world before it ever hit theaters. Hmm. Somehow I missed that, though, so I saw it fresh in theaters and was like, ooh, Jason... Well, anyway, in that in that alien movie, they kind of do that same bit. So I'm wondering who did it first. I would like to apologize to the girl that missed her senior prom because 16-year-old Dan didn't want to go to prom because prom's dumb. <laughs> and instead, we went to Jason X. You took a girl to this movie. I did. Did you hold hands at least? I don't even remember. She Jeez. probably wouldn't talk to me again after that. I wouldn't. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it's what else is there to say about it? Horror movies shouldn't go to space unless they originate in space. That's, That's good, what I would say. It's a good rule. I mean, it's a good way to do a horror movie because it's kind of an unknown origin of something that the people, they're all, what, four or five hundred years in the future, they don't know who he is and what he what he can bring. If you're going to do a movie four hundred years in the future, you better have you better have your shit look weird, like real weird. Oh, you didn't like that little pod that they flew <laughs> that sneaker that they were driving flying yeah, it's in like yeah, what it's the terrible. heck like at least hire a guy that got fired from ilm to come in and make your spaceships yeah like we've already reached the how would we have done this better <laughs> phase because <laughs> what is there to say about this movie it's silly it's funny it's not great but it, i mean it's got its moments the uh, simulator moments. stuff is amazing yes and if it was just that for an hour and a half it would have been great and the ice kill at the beginning mm. is stupendous like smash brains like ugh. and the whole Hannibal Lecter thing like the room and he's chained mm. up like I, I I get it and it was very like artsy which is weird it's like artistically done that's but why not I'm taken wondering serious. I'm wondering if it really wasn't taken serious or if it was taken serious and it's just really it bad could have been a film school type mentality where it's just like oh this shot there's nine ways to do it I want to do it this way and it's going to look amazing who cares about a script? <laughs> like yeah. You, know, like, you could also suggest that, you know, the appearance of David Cronenberg in that scene. Yes. Awesome. With him on set, they might have been like, oh, God, the boss is here. <laughs> Let's make this look good. And then as soon as Cronenberg's gone, they were like, all right, give me those neon lights. Yeah. Um, explain that to me. How do you have the wherewithal to hire him to play that character? This director is like his old editor. Okay. Because it's like he's he's a bit of an icon. He did that as a favor for a friend. Okay. And he's the best part of the movie, probably, in terms yeah. of like quality acting and presentation. He's great. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It, to me, it seemed kind of wasteful. It's like I would have called him and said, listen, I need you to be in every scene of my movie. <laughs> yeah, it uh it gives you it's so good that it gives you hope that the movie might actually be good. Yes. I, I remember. Think that. It's funny that you both have commented how much you like bondage Jason. I didn't <laughs> know that about you both, but independently you've both been into chained up Jason. I'm fine with bondage Jason as long as he's bald. Chain that <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Love that Joker. I'm glad that you caught that cadence. Good job, <laughs> Travis. Extra points for you. <laughs> George, what do you think about when Stone Cold Dead Jason <laughs> wakes up 
because a chick is being pleasured by her boyfriend. <laughs> did you notice that? Like, yeah, I know that that's on the nose, but did you notice that he didn't wake up when the teacher was getting it, but only when the girl was getting it? Jason's a misogynist. When the teacher was, oh yeah, because yeah, the teacher, yeah. Was the teacher the goes professor, through a yeah. whole thing. Yeah, the professor guy did nothing for Jason. You mean Mr. Belding? <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> he reminded me of. Uh, I'm watching. I'm like, they have another actor in Hollywood that is like Mr. Belding. Like, there's two of them. You say by the bell. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know what I thought? Um. I did think, like you said, that's kind of on the nose. And but I also th- I kind of got off of that thought almost immediately when that chick's face went in the whatever frozen sink. Uh, you and know, the night, then got smashed, and like her face just shattered on the on the countertop. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that that part is amazing. And that made me just forget about the the other part. So it would have been cool if he actually pushed her entire head in the water, including his own arm. And when he shattered her head, he shattered his own arm. That would have been cool. Actually, that would have been really cool. Yeah. Because there's no way he would have known how night liquid nitrogen works. Yeah. Right. That would have been very T2-ish. I would have loved that. And then he could have had a metal hand, man, when he was Uber Jason. Yeah. But I don't know if that's before green screen. They probably wouldn't have wanted to deal with, you know, one-armed Jason. But it would be kind of cool. No, they used, if you look at the making of, they used green screen all over this movie, dude. Oh, do they? Yeah. For amputations? Yeah, how'd they cut that guy's arm off? Okay. Well, T2, there's a bunch of scenes where he, he has his arm jammed into his jacket. Oh, well, they did that in this movie, too, okay. a couple of times. It's unforgivable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. But I know that was a big thing with, like, you know, with Walking Dead. They didn't want to cut off a character's arm because then they'd have to do CGI for all these episodes. So they just didn't do it with the character. So, and they have computers now. It's a lot easier. Does Dan have any idea what you're talking about? No. I don't care. I I know that Walking Dead is a show. The main character, the main character Rick in the comics, uh-huh. gets his hand blown off, cut off, cut off, very early very in the early. comics, and they don't do that in the show because they don't want to have to pay the CGI. Well, the creator of the ep- comics said he regretted doing it because he then had to write the story around a character that had one arm. So then he had to continue to keep that in thought when he was writing stuff. Yeah. So he kind of regretted doing it. It's a pain in the butt. Pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But I'm assuming back in late 99, early 2000s, that was a thought, you know, when it comes to practical and CGI. You know, you don't want to go in and retouch every frame in a movie that really doesn't deserve that kind of time. Right. Did anyone else spend the whole movie thinking that Todd Farmer's character looked just like Stone Cold Steve Austin? Who's Todd Farmer? <laughs> the guy that looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> he wrote the movie Hell and he also yeah. gets, gets his head cut off at one point in the simulator and he's like, all right, game yeah, over. Yeah. The video game guy. Yeah. Yeah, but and not, not, the, not yeah. the arm cut off video game guy, the yeah. other video not, game Not guy. the puny one. The guy that looked like he was about to pound a beer and Hell Aust- yeah. Austin 316. <laughs> Means I just whooped your ass. Yeah, that's funny. And then they had the the guy. They totally took that scene from Aliens, the dropship 
pilot uh, getting killed when the door opens. Like it's, just, I'm just watching them go. And they took almost scene by scene to I recreate. Have to watch that again. It's it's funny and it's a shame because it would have been really cool to really do it right. I, and I almost want to go and do it, just like Clerks. I want to go and do it and see if I, it can be done seriously. We're really gonna need to up the video budget. Yeah, for this I podcast know. Right when we get past <laughs> COVID, <laughs> gotta get some. Get some actors. Uh, you know what? After watching this movie, I probably could do it on a tight budget. <laughs> <laughs> give me give me Maya. I can use Maya and make all my space stuff. A couple local makeup artists and be done. I mean, the acting was horrible. But yeah, yeah. if you guys ever want to watch the show Andromeda, you can watch that one robot lady be a human Okay. and that human lady be a robot. That's where I know her from. Ah, it's I Andromeda. I think I did watch that Andromeda. That was back... When like Firefly was out and stuff, right? Yeah, it definitely had like a Star Trek uh, homage feel to it, but just no budget to really do it right. I'm now, learning to like Star Wars because I have kids, and yeah. it's fun to watch kids love Star Wars. But I'll tell you, sci-fi for me is like a blind spot. I just right. don't get it. It doesn't appeal to me. It's like mayonnaise. Like I'm not offended by the fact that it exists, but if you put it on my plate, I'm going to make a face. Yeah. Mm. You, you know what you would like, Dan? I think is up your alley, the Mandalorian. I hear that's good. My kids like it. I it's, haven't watched it yet. It's like, but it's like a western, right? Like or like a yeah, samurai thing. It takes place like four years after Jedi, so you get all your classic characters, and and looks. You're not getting all this brand new toy making crap. You're getting your old look, and then you're getting a western. So it's like a Clint Eastwood type Star Wars movie. Wah, wah, wah. It's good. You feel lucky, punk? Pretty much. And it's got Apollo Creed in it. I mean, you can't... I uh, I was very excited to see Apollo Creed's in it, and that lady that used to be in the UFC or the Strike yes. Force or whatever. She's awesome. She's really cool. Yeah. So, there's two people I'd watch it for. And all the Mandalorians are cool. If it takes place after Jedi, is that not then the Yoda that I knew as a baby, but instead a second Yoda? Well, it's not been revealed yet. Are we cutting all this out? It hasn't been revealed yet, but my idea is I think Yoda is kind of like the Dalai Lama. So when he dies, which he would have died in Jedi, yeah, he, he would died. be reborn again as a baby. Interesting. That's what I think they're going to do. They haven't mentioned that yet. It's just his job is to get this baby Yoda to who wants him. And it was the Empire, which is not a, it's not a spoiler, but... Sounds like I have to watch Mandalorian too. It's good stuff. Wah, wah, wah. What I want to know is who Yoda banged right before he died. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I knowing that franchise, it had to be like either Leia or, you know, like they're all related. So <laughs> I don't, I don't love that. But I've complained about that before. Yeah. Like, why does everybody have to be related? I honestly think he just appeared. I think Poof. I don't think there's any kind of who's his parents kind of thing. I think it, it'll be interesting. I think it's going to be one of those things they'll reveal a lot later. But anyway. It was Pam Yoda. Pam Yoda. Poda. Poda. Pyoda. Did, did they explain why uh, Jason's eyes turn into, I mean, it just, I don't know. I'm looking at the picture on the TV. And he looks more evil and demonic in this movie than he did in when he went to hell. Well, remember that lady who gets her face smashed in Iceland uh, mm-hmm. ripped out his bad eye oh, right, when he's right. on the table? So when the nano ant robot things rebuilt him, of course, they had to give him a bright red evil eye. Gotcha. 
<laughs> I like the movie. I'm glad it exists. Yeah, it's fun. And I love the sleeping bag kill. So awesome. <laughs> and I don't know why I love that kill. This movie came out two years after The Matrix. Okay. Well, it came out, yeah, a couple of years after The Matrix, but it was filmed around the same time as The Matrix, which mm. is the problem, right? You leave a movie in the cooler for two years, and suddenly it is, instead of right at where the technology was, it's now way behind. Yeah. That's what I thought of when Jason was in the uh, simulation. I thought, oh, this is an idea that came from The Matrix. Mm. That's cool. But I liked Well, that's I liked actually a Star simulation. Trek thing, isn't it? Oh, really? Yeah, it kind of comes from Star Trek. That, that that goes way back. Well, anyways, the hollow I, deck. The I hollow liked deck. I liked it a lot because it was just kind of like a f- like a funny, silly way to just like keep Jason occupied for mm-hmm. five minutes. Like, just give him two campers to kill real quick. No, it was great, and it, it kind of has the feel of the video game a little bit. Yeah. And I love the whole idea of the two guys not realizing he's not part of the sim. Yeah. Like that was kind of to me that was brilliant, and that should have been the whole movie. Yeah. That kind of thought, but it just wasn't it. Like I said, they probably had like three or four storyboards of things they wanted to do, and then the rest was just filler, and it shows. Now at the very end, do they explain where where his mask ends? How it ends up underwater? Well, the rest of him seems to burn up in the atmosphere. Yeah, but do they explain if that's obviously not Earth? It's, it's Earth, Earth too, man. So that's kind of cool because it's now an alternate. It's I a love prequel that. to all of them, man. Yeah. Whoa, man. Which could explain. No. 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 Mm-mm. <laughs> but it's a fun idea. Is the I mean, Flash going to fl- run in? <laughs> brings it all home, you know. It's, I don't know. Just wait. Eventually, this property will get picked up by one of the big two, and you'll end up with some weird alternate connection to, like, a multiverse. I don't know. Did Mar- Avengers versus Jason. Well, I'm not. I know they made comic books for Jason, but I don't think uh, they were Dark Horse. I think they were... Um, Tops. I really wouldn't mind a Spawn versus Jason. That would be cool. That'd be fun. Like, it's fun when you take these characters and cross them over and just remember that it's not canon. Like, let's just see what happens when we mix two things, try to find the best story we can tell. Well, that's what they did in uh, Goes to Hell. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, there's a Necronomicon just sitting there. There it is. Oh, we opened it. And it is. It is Necronomicon. Okay, so that's he's part of that universe. Done. Move on. It's more fun if you don't make it canon, though. Just like, haha, yeah. we're having fun. Everyone's having fun still. Oh, you need to see another kill. Here's another kill. See, we're now we're having fun. <laughs> I'm cool with it. I don't know. So where do we go from here? I guess the franchise is done. Yeah, I mean, wh- where else can you go once you've made it to Earth Two? Hmm. Where do you go from here, George? How many more movies are there? Eight. <laughs> Eight more. This was it. Yeah, this is pretty much it. And then they made Freddy vs. Jason, which you saw. You they made Freddy vs. Jason, and they make a remake of the first one, right? I kind of want to watch Freddy vs. Jason again, but I'm not going to get any of the Freddy stuff. I think we save that until we actually get you through the night. By the way, if we do nightmare movies at any point, uh, I will watch the first two again. And that's it. And that's it. I'm I'm up to six which I've seen before on TV. I probably won't watch it. I tried to make it through the whole series. Right. And I don't like it. it. I don't like it. It's not for me. Three is okay. Three is okay. I like two better than three. Two is the best. One and two I like. 
and I've seen them multiple times, and I like them. I watch two more than one because you get more Freddy in two. I really think that uh, Prom Night 2 is a better Nightmare 3 than Nightmare 3. Hmm. Yeah, by three, he was pretty much comedy. And have you ever seen Bad Dreams from the 80s? Bad Dreams. It actually stars one of the girls from, I think, Freddy 4. No, I don't know if I've seen that. Something like that. Anyway, it's like a knockoff, but it's actually pretty good, and it doesn't have all the hokiness. Right. I I, I don't know. Again, that's another franchise that I never understood why they didn't take it seriously. Because they're making all that money, man. I know. It's so annoying, though, because you can't put a serious child murderer on a lunchbox. True, but you can. I mean, you can. You can still make it marketable and funny without, you know, the expense of a script. I mean, you can. They did. You can put a serious child murderer on a lunchbox. This is true. Nowadays, definitely, you can. That's actually, you know, you can go in the Spencers and buy like a. A serious, lunchbox with a serial killer on it. Murderer. It's like, oh, here's my Ted Bundy lunchbox. <laughs> so are we doing the remake next? Oh, we are. But we're going to do it in depth, like we did the first Friday the 13th. So we've come full circle. We ended season one in earnest with Friday the 13th, 1980. And we're going to begin season two with Friday the 13th, 2009. So... Bring your big boy pants. We're going to get pretty deep into this one. George. Yes, sir. You've seen 10 Jason movies. Yes, sir. What's your final, official, never going to change ranked order? (laughs) One, two, not three, four. Oh, my God. They all blend together. I don't know, man. I liked one, two, and four. Yeah. No, yeah. That's about right. Six and seven are pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I like five, but I know it's bad. And I like eight and nine. <laughs> and I know they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> and ten's okay. Wait. D- Three's here, here, okay. Here's gonna, what's going to hurt me. Do you rank nine and ten above three? Me? No. No, Dan. Uh, uh, so, so you think uh, three is worse than nine or ten? You know, here's the thing about three. It is not as bad as nine or ten but it is so lifeless like the errors in it are so technical and boring and it plays it so safe with the formula that was already started by two that if i'm picking between watching nine or three i'm gonna watch nine now i'm not gonna watch ten because ten should be on sci-fi channel and i should be ignoring it (laughs) (laughs) But if I was a sci-fi guy, I might be really happy to watch right. 10 again. But it's just, it's it's the wrong aesthetic for me. But 3 versus 9, that's a toss-up, man. Yeah, I don't know. 3, for as bad as 3 was, you get, you get the mask. You get Jason for the way we'll, we will know him. Mm-hmm. The way he will go down in history comes from that movie, so... For nostalgia purposes. And also, the the very end of that movie, if you just look past all the 3D stuff, and yeah. like the very end, the barn scene was, really, iconic. was really good. Yeah. Um, you know, the I, ha- you know, the hanging Jason, the you know, the the axe to the forehead, like I would definitely, definitely put three above 
See, yeah, nine and ten. I think th- for me, the reason why I give three higher than Dan would is I love four, and I think four is a remake of three done by somebody who's amazing. Yeah. Like they basically said, let's fix this. Let's remake this movie correctly. Let's bring back Tom. Let's do this right. Let's introduce a, a you know, protagonist that we can maybe develop. Yeah. So I think I I lump three with four more than most people, and I, I'm not I'm not the minority because there's a lot of people that love three. For whatever reason, like I love it because it's one of my first Jason movies I saw. Just like he likes eight. Mm-hmm. The th- the theme song is really good, <laughs> and this and the theme song, I'm. I've never seen it in the theater, so I never really experienced the 3D of it. So it doesn't bother me as much because I didn't actually watch it in 3D. It's more or less those parts are corny because it's so forced and you're just like, oh my God, seriously. And and 3 was the one where, yeah, Jason has the one, like the, the boyfriend of the main chick, like uh, right around the corner. Gary or Greg? I don't know what the Greg? hell his name was. Kirk? He was right <laughs> right around the corner of, of the cabin. Yeah. Like holding his mouth and like she was like right on the other side of that corner. And then and then, they and then you get his iPod, with I, the iPod eyes popping out. But that scene, like So Jason. That was good. Yeah. And then they made his eyes pop out. But just cut out cut the eyes popping out part out of the movie. It would have been fun. And it would Yeah. It's got really good stuff in it. But I understand why people hate on it. You know, and I go back and forth on it. Ask me again in six months, <laughs> and I might have let three climb back up in my good graces. We're supposed to watch it with my uh, Friday the Thirteenth game group. Right. Uh, this uh, you know coming up, uh, one of the guys has never seen it, so we're all gonna suffer through it so that he can get to part four with us later. Mm. And it might be so much fun to watch it with a group of people making fun of it the whole time. That the next time we talk about it, I might be singing its praises. <laughs> but, actually, you know, actually, everyone should shut up and let him make his own decisions about it. Who? Oh, the friend. Yeah, yeah, the friend who's never seen it. Everyone should shut up. Yeah, but then it. when when you watch movies with friends online, you just talk the whole time. That's half the fun. No. Yeah. yeah, that's the way it was at the theater when we would watch the employee. That, that was part of the fun because then you could, if you didn't like something, you heard other people like screaming at the screen, mm. and you're like, okay, I'm not the only person that alone. thinks this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, you know, me going back and forth on movies like that, especially part three, it's it's probably just hormones, mm. you know, because uh, <laughs> that's what happens when you're pregnant. Yeah, I was going to say, when you do, when's that baby do? Holy moly, guys. Holy moly. How are you feeling about the Jason character now? We're 10 in. You've pretty much seen the whole canon now. Yeah, he's been everything. Was it worth it? No. Are you a fan? Uh, yeah. I'm like a if fan. I said, hey, hey George, uh, it's Friday the 13th soon. Let's all get together and watch part four. Yeah, I would do that for sure. Yay. That's all that counts. Yeah, you didn't even have to put that in your little computer. <laughs> if... I look at it this way. If uh, October rolls around and you get, like, you weren't brought up this way, but, like, every October you have, your, like, your Fright Fest and all this stuff on TV. They always would run, and even Friday 13th, 
in a month when they pop up, they do this on some channels. They mm-hmm. run them all. They do the marathons. You're going to start watching two and three and four multiple times and one. You won't watch eight, nine, or ten multiple times. You'll be away from it for a while, and you might, eh, check it out. No, I still hate it. But you're going you're gonna to probably watch two and four and one about oh, 30 times. I, I think, think one is my favorite. Yeah. And then it's you'll really become. really good, man. There's no apologizing. One is amazing. One is my favorite, and two is my favorite, Jason. Hmm. And I I know it's uh, that's kind of like it's it's not the Jason that uh, you see everywhere. It's right. not the Jason that you're familiar it's not the with. Sexy Jason. No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> but it's not the market. I'll tell you Jason. what. Even though it was completely stolen from some uh, French movie from whatever, like that Jason was the best Jason. Yeah. And I was going to give kudos to Dan for that because I've always been a fan of the green shirt, khaki pants, hockey mask Jason. But I ha- I, I've i always liked the part two Jason more with his hood off. I like at the very end when he jumps through the mm. window, just what his face looks like. He, I mean, it's to me, that's what Jason should look like. Mm. And uh, they kind of touch that later in, in a later movie called Hatchet. They kind of steal that look. But... Seeing that footage from that old Italian movie. Is it Italian or French? The Town That Dreaded Sundown was American. Okay. Oh. Okay, so... Yeah, Bay of Blood is Italian, but The Town That Dreaded Sundown's a boring old American production. Okay. It just had that feel. Yeah, so, yeah, th- when I saw that footage, I was like, oh, okay, I get it now, and it made me love that Jason even more. Yeah. Because I wish I would have gotten more of that. Yeah. I kind of... I like seeing... Unlike Michael Myers, you don't want to see... A lot of him. I like seeing a lot of Jason. I want to see his behavior. I want to see what he's doing, why he's doing it. Uh, to me, it makes it more interesting. Just like Leatherface, you you see him do his things, and it's like, that's more interesting than being in the shadows. I want to see why he's doing what he's doing. Yes. That character with the, the sack on his head was very interesting to me. Right, because we're not even sure if that was really Jason. Right. I'm just kidding. So when I apply... Th- what they the source material where they got the idea from to Friday Thirteenth Part Two I like it even more. Yeah, yeah. Part Two is the best Jason movie. Part One is great and it might be my favorite, but it's also not a Jason movie. Right. Well, you like One because it's a lot like Psycho, which is yeah. That's good. Good reason. Yeah. One and two and four, and six and <laughs> three. I can't wait to like watch them a bunch of times and it just becomes like part of you. Yeah. Should be fun. And then he'll be officially a Jason lover and he won't even know why. He'll be like, I hated half of them. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't hate them. I just, I mean, since my expectations were so low. Right. um, It's like Dan talked about when your expectations are so low, you're not disappointed. But yeah, the last couple movies were just del- they're just garbage. But How did part nine do as far as your expectations for part ten? Like, did you come into X expecting it to really suck because nine had sucked, or were you like, all right, they're gonna get it right this time in space? Well, I had no idea that it was in space. Ooh, so the when, big twist when that happened, <laughs> like when it start, like when it started, you know, it just looks like a Jason movie. Like, okay, they they have him all locked up and he's on earth and whatever. Like, I didn't think anything of it. 
I'm just like, oh, okay, he's starting starting this movie. He's in, he's captive. Okay, mm. and how's this gonna go? They're gonna try and freeze him. Okay, that's something that we do on Earth currently. And then they open that door, and you find out that the people that are coming in are from 400 years in the future, and it's like, oh, okay. This movie's not going to be what I thought it was. Hmm. I had no idea it was a space movie. But I I really wish you understood the tone that having Cronenberg walk out would have been. <laughs> like, I didn't even realize that you wouldn't even know who that was. But when he comes out, it's like, it's it would be almost like watching a mafia movie and seeing, you know, De Niro or someone come out as a boss. Like, you just like, mm. oh, okay. Yeah. Like it just sets the tone. Yeah, and this then, is a legit movie. It's good. And then it goes away. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> all downhill from there. All downhill from there. But very generous of him to show yes. up on that set. Yes. Uh, did you did you like Nightbreed, Dan? I haven't seen Nightbreed. Okay. It's a it's a good nineties horror movie. I wasn't sure if you saw it. But he's in that as well. It wasn't too long ago I finally ended up watching Shivers all the way through. I'd seen mm. clips, but I'd never sat through the whole thing. That that's a fun one. I think he's in The Fly, too. Didn't he, he directed that. He directed that. the he directed remake, that. Yeah. yeah. The remake. One of these is yours, Travis. <laughs> he's showing me a uh, crazy Ralph. You're doomed. Oh, yeah. I sent you You're Doomed uh, <laughs> stickers. You're so. all doomed. doomed. We have Tenebrae. We have the bird with the crystal plumage. Oh, I guess uh, we're having uh, a few watch parties. We uh, have... Uh, Paranoia. Right. Nice. Now, paranoia is not the other paranoia that's also known as Orgasmo. Halloween 3. But it is very good. Halloween 2. Sleepaway Camp. Oh, can I watch that with you? Sure. I want to watch Halloween 2 with you. The Slumber Party well. Massacre. Never saw that. What? No, Ooh. never saw it. Ooh, you're in for a treat with that one. Torso. Never even opened. Oh, wow. That's because he's got nine copies of it. Yeah, a lot of those I just bought. Blood Hunger. Wow, that's, oh, a, that's a big yeah. set. Films of Jose Laraz. Jose Ramon Laraz. <laughs> Jose Laraz. <laughs> Whirlpool, motherfuckers. Whirlpool. <laughs> also Vampires, and also The Coming of Sin. Well, it's a great set. Holy crap! But you got to check out Whirlpool. I've been telling you for uh, months. So, this is a this is a great box. That is a good box. Like, Should have did a What's in the Box on YouTube. When the, the box? What's in yeah. the box? When I opened it and the first like unmarked jewel case had Tenebrae and mm. the bird with the crystal plumage in it, I was like, this is a great box. Yeah, I ran out I of room, wait. so I couldn't send the <laughs> cases, so I doubled them up. Those you have to send back, because I only have a couple of copies of those. But I figured. Of the rest of them, though, really, if you want to keep any of those, just keep them. I'm curious to hear his take on Halloween 3 as well. Oh, I love Halloween 3 so much, guys. And you can thank our listener, Aaron, for sending his personal copy over to you, George. It's so okay. 70s, though. Or 81-ish. 83-ish. We'll get to but it. But it still feels like 70s. Oh, it's so so good. We'll get to it. Yeah, You're, yeah. Doomed. You're doomed. doomed. We watched doomed. Uh, part two the other night, actually, with our game group, because that one guy who hadn't seen any of them except for the first one finally relented and watched part two with all of us. Halloween? And every time, yeah, uh, mm. no, uh, Jason, part two. Jason, part two. So I've now watched that three times this mm. month. You're welcome. I love that movie, dude. 
I love that movie. Anyway, anytime Crazy Ralph popped on the screen, one of the guys would go, hey, look, it's Dan. Hey, Dan's back. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> I've had a hard year, guys. We're all doomed. <laughs> We're doomed. We're doomed. The, it's as I said to someone earlier. It's it's all two sides of the same coin. It's just a matter of which side you're looking at. We're all still in the same, sh- you know, situation. We're all doomed, man. We're all doomed. Because life's a tragedy. George taught me that in season one. Yeah. I mean, that's true. No matter what's going on, the fact the fact that we're all doomed is like a fact. We've all got a death curse. Yeah. It's like a hundred percent of people who have ever lived die. So on that uplifting note, I'd like to thank you for listening to the remedial film class podcast where you can learn about life and movies. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at, at remedial film pod. You can email us at remedial film pod at gmail.com. And you can check out some really fun picture comparisons on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod. We break down some comparisons between part two in the town that dreaded sundown, a bay of blood and both the first two Fridays uh, phenomena and its influence on Friday six, as well as the earlier Fridays influence on phenomena. It's a whole big shebang. It's like a party for your eyes. Uh, so check us out there. We have our season two premiere, Friday the 13th, 2009, scheduled tentatively for uh, the middle of December. And then we're looking at actually going to a full-on bi-weekly format. So you should be getting new remedial film podcasts in your ears uh, about every other Wednesday going forward. So a lot of exciting developments. Uh, We want to thank you all for sticking with us through the fall break and if mainstream and and good movies really aren't your thing just kind of bear with us for a few uh, episodes here in season two and then spring break is coming guys spring break is coming all right have a great winter we'll see you here in a couple of wednesdays thanks guys (laughs) 